CBS Sports play-by-play man Andrew Catalan joining us. Week 17, you can't get enough Jaguars football, Andrew. We appreciate your time as always. JP, great to talk with you. Happy New Year to you and everyone in Jacksonville. Same to you, and uh, here we go. The Jaguars are done. They've done it. They've got the number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft with a loss last week to the Bears and another Jets win and people here are testing positive for Trevor Fever. It's all over Jacksonville, but still, ha- there's a lot to be done between now and draft day. There's, you got to still get the guy who's going to pick number one overall, the new GM. There's possibly other changes coming down the line, and the kid has two football games maybe still to play, and he has to declare for the draft. That's a lot to happen, but people are fired up here in Jacksonville, and I guess rightly so. The Jags have never had the number one overall pick. I agree with you. It's been uh, an incredibly tough season for the Jaguars and their fans. And I, I think that there was probably some element where you knew, all right, they are going to rebuild. This could be a tough year, but not to this extent. And look, I mean, this is this is like hitting the lottery. You, you got this kid who everyone says you can't miss. No one's going to hand in a, a winning lottery ticket. That's kind of the way I look at it. So if you're a Jaguars fan and you're excited, I think you have every right to be. You should enjoy the next few months as you sort out the things that you said GM and maybe other changes and then get ready for what should be um, a really exciting, you hope 10, 15 years with one guy under center, which is something we know they have not had for a long, long time in Jacksonville. We need Clemson to lose the first game. And then, you know, then no, no, don't even worry about the second game. That's that would be ideal. Yeah. Just uh, rest up, right. Get ready for uh, OTAs. Get the bubble wrap ready. Uh, Andrew Catalan with us. Now, today's game, of course, the Jaguars in Indianapolis to face the Colts. And the Colts have to win the playoff chances. It comes down to this game, and they need a little bit of help as well. There would be panic in the streets of downtown Indy if they missed the playoffs with 10 or 11 wins. And because of the Jaguars, they beat them in week one somehow. And if they come out and beat them in week 17, that would be peak 2020 for Indianapolis fans. Yeah, you look back at that week one game and there's a there's a good chance that's going to keep Indianapolis out of the playoffs. And you're right. It's crazy to think that with an extra playoff team this year, that an 11 win Colts team may still be on the outside looking in. I think the Colts are very good. They're a team that if they do get in the playoffs, I think they could make some noise, especially in the AFC, where I don't think there's a clear-cut dominant team, and that's no disrespect to the Chiefs who are home for the first round, but I I just feel like any of these teams can get on a run and get hot in the AFC, and the Colts are included, but who knows what's going to happen? I mean, you know, Pittsburgh is not playing their guys. Who knows how Buffalo is going to treat this? Uh, You know, Baltimore is going into Cincinnati, and the Ravens, as the Jaguars just found out a couple of weeks ago, are red hot, and, you know, the Titans are going into a, a Houston team that's that's been down, so you know, the odds are, I believe, a little bit stacked against them. You'd like to think, if you're a Colts fan, that that one of these games would go your way. But it's very possible they'll be the third team with 11 wins to not make the playoffs. you got to love Week 17 when the games get moved and the competitive balance things happen and everybody's playing at the same time. This is, if you're in the playoff race, it, it doesn't get much more exciting than this. I love it, too. I, I mean, it's just the drama that you, you just – you know, you go in on paper, you're like, ah, this will happen, that'll happen, well, maybe this, but you, you have no idea. I mean, you look at last week and the Jets winning and 
you know, the way the Jets have won their last two games. Nobody thought that. Um, you know, so I, I just think that we should be set up for a great conclusion to the, the 2020 regular season. It's obviously been a crazy year, uh, but for the NFL to get to this point where it looks like we're going to get all the games in with no extra weeks. And yeah, we've played on Fridays and Wednesdays and Tuesdays, but here we are. We're, uh, we're, uh, we're set up for a great finish uh, uh, today on Sunday. And it feels like they're going to get all 256 in. That is pretty remarkable. Andrew Catalan with us from CBS Sports. Well, when the team has lost 14 in a row, uh, not many coaches can survive that. That is the feeling that, you know, Doug Marone might not survive this, let's say. Uh, Let's reflect on his tenure here, though. Remember, he came in here as an assistant and offensive line coach after his run in Buffalo for a couple years. He was the interim head coach at the end of 16 hired in 17 full-time. They had the playoff run issues in 18 and 19 with the roster and big names wanting to get out of here and the team not playing well. And we have seen what has happened with a lower talent level on the roster. It's amazing though. Like Jaguar fans love Doug Marone because I think of his personality and how he's handled it, but losses are losses. And that's what happens in the league. Sometimes change happens. Yeah, this is a tough one for me as well, because I personally like Doug. Um, I think that he has grown a lot since his time in Buffalo. And I think that's a good lesson for a lot of people that, you know, you might come up a certain way and think this has to be the way, but but you have to adapt. And, and I think that behind closed doors, Doug Marone has adapted. And I think that he has become more of a player's coach. Now, not, not for everyone. And, and we know it's been public that, you know, some people didn't see eye to eye with him. But to me, he's, a, he's pretty much a straight shooter. And, and I think that that's what you got to like about him. And I also think he's a really good football coach. I, I think that he can get the best out of you. I think I think that he has a way to motivate. And he may not be for everyone, but I, I believe that he is a very good coach in the NFL. Now, as you pointed out, when, when you've had these last few years, and, and yet you, you have a new changing of the guard, so it seems, at quarterback. You've already fired your GM. It could be time just for a, a clean, fresh start. But to me, I, I think that Doug Marone is the type of guy that, uh, if he is let go, would be worthy of, of, of certainly another head coaching job in the NFL because I, I think that he has changed who he is. He's adapted to today's NFL, and I think that he's a guy that can win you football games if put in the right position. Andrew Catalan with us. How about your schedule ahead? It's week 17. That means you're done with the NFL, right? Are you doing playoff games? What's up? Now I'm going to go take a nap, JP. As soon as <laughs> the game ends, I might sleep for about two or three weeks. And then when I wake up, it'll be time for college basketball. So I figure if I time this nap out, I'll wake up in time for a, a Seton Hall basketball game in mid-January. Sounds like a plan. Andrew, appreciate your time all season long, man. Great to visit with you. Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you soon. Happy New Year, JP.